Hello, I'm Martin Rogers. Welcome to the Hot Seat. I'm here with Dr. Joachim Werner. We're here to talk about the economic figures that have come out this week. So, Joachim, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. First of all, could you give us a, an overview of the various figures and statistics that have come out this week? Sure. There were, um, broadly speaking, two significant data releases. Uh, one was on Tuesday. The Office uh, for, Na for National Statistics released uh, uh, initial public finance data for the past fiscal year. So this was telling us how much uh, uh, new debt had accumulated in the public sector during 2012-13. And then on Thursday, we had new growth figures uh, for the first quarter of, of this year. And both pieces put together are very significant pieces of economic news. So the government came, to, came into office promising to reduce the deficit and there's been some controversy over whether the uh, deficit has actually risen or fallen this year. So um, can you tell us definitively how is the deficit reduction progressing? So I'm, I'm very uh, sad to disappoint you. I don't think anyone, anyone can really say def definitively what happened last year. So all of the figures that were released this week are likely to change. They're likely to be revised and updated. So we, we won't know what the true state of the economy or the public finances really was uh, for uh, uh, potentially a, a bit more time. So, but the fiscal data that we got, so public sector net borrowing, so the kind of excess of expenditure over revenues in the public sector, came in at 120.6 billion. And this was more or less the same figure as last year, but it was 300 million lower than the previous fiscal year. Uh, so in a way, politically, it allows the Chancellor to claim that there has been a reduction in the deficit. Uh, it's very important, as the Office for Budget Responsibility has pointed out, these figures often get revised by much larger margins, often running into several billions of pounds. So what looks like a small decrease now, you know, there, there is, it's, it's not, uh, uh, not unlikely that this figure will be revised, and that could be up or down, so it may well turn out in a few months' time that it's actually gone the other way. What about the GDP figures? They came out yesterday as we speak now, and showed the economy growing by 0.3% in the last quarter, meaning we've avoided a triple-dip recession. Um, are these figures credible? They're the first guess, but um, what are the implications of those? So I, I think you've already summed it up really nicely. Um, um, essentially, the, the big political question was whether there would be a triple-dip into recession, so a recession being technically defined as two to successive quarters of negative growth that did not materialize, that is kind of uh, uh, important politically for the chancellor. Um, overall, the Office for National Statistics also pointed out that growth has been flat over the past 18 months. So this, these are, this is not a very impressive figure uh, by a long shot. And it also, uh, uh, if you look back uh, to the beginning of the crisis, so the first quarter in 2008, we're still uh, several percentage points, 2.6% roundabout below a GDP peak in the first quarter of 2008. So the UK output hasn't actually recovered to pre-crisis levels. Uh, and again, as I said, with the fiscal data, there is significant uncertainty, uncertainty in these preliminary uh, um, data, uh, figures on, on GDP as well, especially the March data is, is quite incomplete and is likely to be updated as we, as we move ahead.
So what are the, these figures, and more widely, tell us about the government's economic strategy? Is it working? Is it a success by the standards they've set themselves? I think it'll be very hard to give a, a kind of an objective answer to this. This is a very, very ideological debate at the moment. What these figures have done, essentially, you can call the Chancellor lucky this week. So the Chancellor has really gained some breathing space in, in a context um, that increasingly has challenged uh, his emphasis on, on fiscal consolidation. So there were several uh, pieces of information and, and uh, that kind of set the scene for these announcements. So the IMF has started to warn the UK government about not overdoing fiscal consolidation, about going too fast. Uh, then we had Barroso, the European Commission president, uh, this week talking about uh, fiscal austerity in Europe kind of hitting its political limits. Uh, you've had, of course, last week, Friday, the second uh, big rating agency downgrading uh, the UK so stripping it of, of its AAA status, Fitch, uh, following a similar downgrade earlier in the year by uh, Moody's. So um, these were all very bad pieces of, of background news, if you want. On top of that, one of the pieces of academic research that has kind of underpinned or made, a, made an academic case for, for those who are very strongly in favor of uh, fiscal consolidation has been challenged also just uh, these past couple of weeks, essentially there's a very famous uh, article by, or, or paper by uh, Reinhardt and Rogoff showing that once you reach very high levels of debt, around about 90% of GDP, it almost looks like there's a sudden stop in growth. Uh, there's, a, there's a very strong decrease in growth and uh, some researchers that crunched the numbers again, found a few mistakes in the data, actually discovered that this uh, finding has been exaggerated. So there were a few pieces uh, uh, of, uh, there was so something not right in the data set and uh, essentially the, the decline in growth that you get at very high debt levels is, is not as, um, as large as, as the initial study had suggested. So given this background, uh, there was a lot of pressure on the Chancellor and uh, in, in general, the, the camp that says fiscal consolidation is really necessary was kind of in the defensive, and these figures allow the Chancellor to maybe make a plausible case that the UK is turning the corner in terms of economic policy. What about for public spending? What are the implications going to be going forward? Has anything particularly changed this week with these figures? Um, I would say it allows the Chancellor to stick with his plan and the Chancellor has already announced that in the spending review, so we will know more in June about additional cuts that the Chancellor is planning to public spending, to departmental spending. Uh, um, uh, so we know he wants these cuts and, and this, these pieces of news are likely to have strengthened his hands in the negotiations that lead up to the announcement of, of the settlement. Um, so my prediction would be, if I venture to make one, that uh, if anything, it won't change any, anything in, in his intentions in, in this regard. What about the politics of the situation? As you say, it's a very ideological. Um, both sides, once the government will say that uh, we've, the, the economy is growing, we've avoided a recession, the opposition will say that we haven't grown for 18 months, we've the economy's been flatlining. So what are the politics of, of this situation? 
I think it's extremely hard to predict. And those who make predictions about what is the right policy choice at the moment, a lot of the things we know about fiscal consolidation, how it impacts growth, uh, is based on data that uh, is, is really for a period where we, have, uh, where we never had a recession and a depression of, of, of this uh, magnitude. So we are, we are basing a lot of the debate on evidence that isn't really applicable. We are, we're kind of in a, in a very new situation at the moment. So these are, very, these are really unprecedented times. And if you look at uh, the UK public finances, those who say the government uh, should maybe ease on austerity, maybe spend a bit more at the moment, you're still borrowing at a rate of, of something around £3,800 per second, so these are extraordinary figures. They, they're very scary figures. And uh, the, the kind of uh, supporters of fiscal austerity would say, uh, we don't know, moving ahead, how much debt markets will take. Because when you make a lot of debt, ultimately you need someone who buys that debt. Uh, the UK has been quite fortunate. It's been quite credible amongst those who buy government debt. So it's been able to borrow at very low rates. Uh, but the situation really is very volatile, and that also applies to the politics. It's true that the Chancellor has been in the on the defensive. Uh, he's maybe uh, now been able to, to make a claim, a plausible claim, that tra the trajectory is now turning in his favour, or there are signs that it is turning in, in his favour. But the situation is so uncertain, it's really very hard to make a prediction on either side, I would say.